In today's episode, we are diving into, honestly, what I'm going to call the dumpster fire of what was the last couple weeks. (laughs) It started around February 19th, 20th, when we went on a little vacation. So if you want to dive in and learn how does a resilience and stress management coach, um, how do they manage? How does one pull through when it feels like you're just hitting some curveballs and also like you're not at home, you're not in your typical routine even, you're not just whatever in your own environment. So how do you pivot, um, especially when you're kind of on vacation, so you're not in your typical surroundings? Um, I just want to share openly and honestly with you all because, again, the journey is not always smooth. Um, Things do not always go as planned. And certainly, I don't even always, quote unquote, get it right. Because what's right, right? (laughs) So dive in, hop in. You're going to get some tips on how you too can manage through the curveballs. We're taking a little bit of a break and we'll dive back into the self-series in the next episode. Hello, welcome to Awaken with Maria Service. Stress less, find yourself, and smile more. This podcast is for high-achieving, multi-talented women or busy moms who are tired of trying to do it all at the expense of relationships, poor sleep, and less joy. Or maybe you're just simply looking for more stress management and resilience tools to navigate life challenges with greater ease. In any case, you're in the right spot. I'm your host, Maria Service, resilience coach, anxiety management specialist, and more here to help you stress less and smile more. All right, so here we go. Let's dive into a little story. (laughs) On uh, a few Fridays ago, our family was meeting up with some of our closest friends and family, um, meeting up at an Airbnb in a small town of Iowa. We choose this spot just because it's sort of central-ish, as we have family that travels from southwest Minnesota and Chicago area. So, we oftentimes do this midwinter. We just get everybody together and it's usually a low key chill weekend until it's not, right? <laughs> also, um, you know, it, it was just going to be a nice little weekend getaway where the purpose and intent is to obviously be with family and friends and have a good time, but also for me, just unplug a little bit, relax, get away from work. And unfortunately, it wasn't work-related stress, but it was family things or health things, shall we say, that threw in these curveballs that really just multiplied the stress on top of stress. Um, And yet, I will talk about how in this story, I'll give you the background, just give you the details of like what happened. Um... And something that I really noticed, like when I really chose to lean into tools and step back and not let myself spin into a spiral 
was a huge moment for me, even as a coach on my own journey of like, whoa, all of this work, all of this proactive, you know, using my stress management slash resilience tools, self-care, whatever you want to call these practices that I do for myself in my typical day-to-day, there's a reason for it. And it pays off and it's just like what I tell my clients. And I too needed to be reminded that when you use these tools in the quote unquote, the good times, or when you're just having a regular day and you're being proactive and you're um, pausing, breathing, you're practicing mindfulness or meditation, you're making sure that you're you know, getting your monthly massage, you're going to a therapist, whatever it is you're doing for your journey, It all pays off because it's reminding your body that this is homeostasis. This is balance. Like this is back to your grounded center is when you're grounded and using all of your tools, which becomes extremely important when life is throwing you curveball after curveball and you're feeling just maxed out of your stress zone in that at least your body will still have a better ability to navigate back to groundedness and centered because you're using your tools more regularly. Okay. So let me share. So all this talk about self and you want in. All right. Well, I have two events coming up. I recommend you go check them out. Head to mariaservice.com slash upcoming events. Two wonderful events. One is hosted by the Rochester Women's Magazine. They are both um, local to the Southeast Minnesota area. So if you're not in this area, um, sorry about that. Um, But yeah, one is in March. It's on a Saturday, Restore and Rejuvenate. It's going to be a bunch of workshops by some amazing speakers, myself included. Um, And it's going to be a great way to get to know yourself and spend some time with yourself and also network with others. And then another is a WOW Women on Wellness Conference. That one is in May. It's at Blue Duck on a Thursday for excellent speakers. And it's going to be more about kind of different like healthier choices we can make for ourselves. Also experiential. So you're going to be able to interact with the speaker and also you'll be being led through something. Um, Get all the details, mariaservice.com slash upcoming events. So the weekend started off with my husband breaking his ankle and he must not have the best ankles. Um, I know when he was younger and he played basketball, like, like way younger, younger, um, he would oftentimes get sprained ankles and whatnot. Um, so unfortunately he stepped wrong off a curb and we found ourselves on Saturday morning, the second day of our vacation at the lacrosse hospital um, at Gunderson. I mean, by the way, this was a beautiful hospital. I really did enjoy my yummy coffee from Mocha as we waited in the ED, <laughs> but um, that's not exactly how I plan to spend this vacation. Um, so he's never broken a bone before. I've never broken a bone before. Um, we had to, you know, leave the Airbnb, 
he couldn't walk on it. It was so painful. It was so swollen. We knew we had to go in. And thankfully, my cousin's wife was there and she's a nurse. And she was like, yep, like you guys have to go in. So, you know, thankfully we were with family and friends so they could watch Hank. So he didn't have to wait in the ED. And so we, I mean, despite the fact I will say, you know, beautiful hospital and also we got excellent customer service there so thank you so much to the staff at Gunderson on a random weekend um, for taking care of us but still um, after all was said and done um, doing these x-rays hanging out waiting to see what was going on and then they ended up putting my husband in like a splint thing just to keep it protected until he could do a follow-up with ortho Um, so that ended up we were there for like four or five hours And then when we came back, it was hard because obviously this really kind of, I think, deflated the mood of my husband. I mean, being on crutches, not able to use one leg, and we were, he was still getting pain under control. We were starting to get into like a pain management regimen of whatever, flipping between Tylenol and ibuprofen or whatnot, but he really couldn't move. So we got him cozy on a couch. Um, and I was feeling, you know, I was like hanging in there. I'm like, okay, all right, we're, we're going to navigate this. We're going to figure this out. I mean, I think part of me was slightly internally flipping out a little bit just because I'm like, oh gosh, what is this going to mean? Like he obviously can't drive. Um, how long is this going to take to recover? How long is he going to be on crutches and not weight bearing in that one leg? Blah, 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 right? Just all these different questions. And also, admittedly, um, I think I've maybe mentioned on the podcast, but so my husband tends to be really um, because he works from home and has worked from home since 2020. He tends to be able to keep up on all of the home management stuff, which I am so grateful for and is a huge blessing. And it just works for our family that when he's home during the day, he can be rotating loads of laundry. He can be unloading the dishwasher um, and doing like meal prep things. And it truly is a thing of beauty. I'm so grateful, um, especially because most of those things are not my strong point, though, you know, like I help when we, when I come home. But I digress. Anyways, um, it, I just knew this was going to change a lot of things when we got back and obviously kind of even shifted the mood, you know, being on this little vacation. So I, you know, when I, when we got back, I checked on Hank, make sure everyone was good. And then that day um, it was starting to get nice out. So our family decided to go on like a walk and, you know, so they brought Hank with and I hung back because I knew I had to process what was going on inside of me. Now, full stop. I mean, some of you listening to this, you know, I never want to feel, um, how do I want to say this? Or I never want to sound like I get that this curveball was not the end of the world, right? Like, I get it's not like I'm not the one. I didn't break my ankle. I wasn't in a credible amount of pain. Also, I know some of you are like, it could be worse, which I totally get. It could have been. Like, I don't know. We could have gotten hit by a tornado that weekend. Hank could have had an accident and his health could have been in jeopardy. Of course, worse things could have happened and I'm grateful. And big perspective, certainly this wasn't going to be the end of the world. But remember, just because something isn't the worst doesn't mean you're not allowed to have emotions about it, right? So I knew this was still going to be a change for us, a change for when we got back, and there was a lot of unknowns involved. 
So despite the fact that I could have played the, well, this could be worse game, which I know that can sometimes be intended to help lift your mood, I know enough about emotions that I was kind of razzed from the morning of getting up and figuring out what do we got to do and then finally getting back home from the hospital that I had a lot going inside that I needed to process. If I didn't pause and do that with my emotions, I know that I would have just been more anxious the rest of that weekend and not have been able to enjoy it. So, and at this point... I am appreciative that I'm this far in my journey that I, one, I knew enough to pause and just have awareness of what was going on inside me, what was churning, to know that I needed to, you know, hang back from this family walk and stay at this house and figure out what to do, right? That's just step one. Making sure that you have awareness that when life is throwing you every single curveball, And once you get through that main point where, you know, you make sure everybody's okay, you kind of know what's going on, and you have this lull, instead of running back into the fire, running back into the chaos, running into problem solving, I want you to remember that is the time in that lull to just pause and like manage your emotions or check in with yourself, see what you got to do. So that's what I did. Then... At that point, because I've been on this journey, I also knew what resilience tools I had at my disposal. So like I mentioned, I wasn't at home. If I was at home when some of this happened, I would have like ran to my calm corner. I would have gotten my crystals and my oils, just like different things that bring me peace and comfort. I would have had close to home or I would have taken a shower in our bath, whatever that was. But I didn't have those things. I met an Airbnb in Iowa, right? But this was a small gift is that this house that we choose to go to, it's this beautiful home and there's a kind of like a porch, a walkout porch and there's a swing and I love swings. I love swinging. I know that that type of vestibular linear input, I know getting all like OT nerd terms on you, but that linear input of swinging back and forth on a swing is one of my favorite things. And it was a nice enough day. The sun was shining. So I knew I was a jumble of emotions. I, you know, my husband was good. He was on the couch and I just went out to the porch and I swung. I think it swung. Um, And I checked in with my emotions. I allowed myself to cry. I allowed myself to breathe through it. I did kind of like a internal brain dump, so I didn't have a pen and paper, so I wasn't able to write it down, but I I kind of gave myself a time in my own head to just let it all out. The worries, the frustrations, like, why did this have to happen? Oh my gosh, this is so stupid that his ankle's broken, right? Like, I allowed myself, I gave myself a window to like get those thoughts out. And then, and then I stopped. There was a stopping point. Because that can quickly turn into a woe is me, this is never going to end, and my attitude could have stayed there the rest of the weekend, which wouldn't have been fun for anyone. So after I allowed myself kind of that internal brain dump, then I just kept swinging and breathing and again, let the tears flow because I knew that I needed to get that excess cortisol from the morning out. And another thing that I noticed when I was in the what if, what if, oh my gosh, how are we going to get through this? Kind of doing that brain dump piece. There was a moment in there where I honestly felt like 
back 10 years ago, 12 years ago in undergrad when I was having panic attacks and just something could overcome and overwhelm me. And it, it would be like, I have a hard time breathing and I just can't think straight. And there was a moment in the brain dump of the worrying that I almost felt myself go there, right? Because again, this was a higher amount of stress, a lot of unknowns, a lot of certainty, routine come or, you know, changes to routine coming. So it's like my mind and body, they're like, oh, we've been there before. We've had this feeling before, right? So your body can quickly take you back to a pattern that you've done before. And for me, that pattern was have a panic attack. This is too much. And I was so proud of myself that in that moment I caught myself and that's when I knew my brain dump needed to end and I needed to just continue to breathe and focus on being in my body as I was swinging. And I was able to bring my nervous system back to balance, back to groundedness, back to centered. That is how valuable having resilience tools that you know work and also having the awareness to know when you're starting to feel, you know, more untethered, more chaotic and what to do with that feeling. I want you to keep that in mind the next time you maybe notice yourself spiraling. Take a moment to try your hardest to step back and see how In one realm, you could keep the thoughts going and allow yourself into a spiral, or you could choose to step out of the spiral and then find some resilience tools that help you bring you back to groundedness. That is my goal to help other women, high achievers, anxious and busy minds be able to do this process. Because I promise you, if I can do it, so can you. All right, so that was huge for me, and I will say that that outdoor swinging session um, really helped me pull through the rest of that vacation weekend. Okay, so then fast forward, we ended up leaving the Airbnb and ultimately figured out that my son and I had COVID. (laughs) So the curveballs or the roller coaster was not really coming to a stop. Or maybe it was actually. It put us all to a stop. So ultimately, an extra little curveball was that around the time that I was supposed to be kind of going into full-on caretaker mode because, you know, when we got home, I knew I was going to have to just do more around the house to help my husband out. We also live in a split-level home, so there's just a lot of up and down stairs, um, especially when we need to get into our main freezer to get meals or getting laundry from the basement, whatnot. So I just knew I was doing, going to be doing all of that. Um, and then I got COVID. And I, you know, for two days, I really felt like I had the flu minus a fever. Um, but I was just so tired and I could barely, I could really barely help out. And so, yeah, I did not cook any fancy meals. I really had no appetite. I'm so grateful um, for some people who came to our help um, during that period. Someone dropped off soup. Um, People have dropped off meals. Like I'm so grateful um, just for the community for helping us during that. But 
yeah, I felt horrible for a couple days. And Hank, thankfully, had a really mild case even more than me, um, sniffles, but otherwise regular energy, which is really hard when mom is sick and my husband can't get around and his mood's still a little bit meh, right, because you broke your ankle and you're in kind of pain. Um, and a four-year-old with a lot of energy still wants to play and do all these things. So I will admit last week I didn't know if we were going to make it out. Um, even, even when like I started feeling overall better from COVID symptoms, but I was still pretty tired. The fatigue piece lingered quite a bit. Um, I just, the world started shutting in. I had, um, you know, we were quarantining through the weekend just to be safe. So we weren't leaving the house. Um, we got a snowstorm during that time. So we weren't exactly going outside just because it was pretty yuck out. Um, and yeah, for, for me, someone who's used to getting out of the house um, for work and for different things and also like appreciates my alone time, there was just a lot of togetherness during that time all on the main floor of our house. Um, so it was stressful. It was stressful. It was hard for me to use some of my tools. But again, I want you to know just because things were hard, just because maybe I couldn't access the typical tools, even like, you know, how much I tr realize I truly enjoy, like when I can get to the rack, um, the Rochester Athletic Club for like three to four classes a week, you know, obviously couldn't do that just because we were quarantining. Um, so despite the fact that I couldn't maybe, again, reach for some of my typical resilience tools because I was either too tired or we were quarantining at home or for whatever reason, I did not use that as an excuse to just throw in the towel. I tried to do the tools that I could. I was really leaning into essential oils, pausing and taking breaths, allowing myself time to just come into my bedroom for a moment and take a few breathers before I you know, went back out. Um, I was giving myself a lot of grace in running the household things, just knowing that it's okay if things look a little bit more messy around here. It's okay if the meals aren't five star, like whatever that was, I gave myself a lot of grace. Um, so this like learning moment is just that one, again, even if you can't use some of your typical tools, don't throw in the towel. What can you do in any given moment? There's always still something we can do to pause and reset and calm and ground our nervous system. You know, another learning thing here was um again just because so many variables were out of place and I knew my stress level was running higher than normal and I knew that by using some of these tools I knew I was really never getting my stress level down to like a one or a zero I always felt like it was still kind of ticking at a four or five sometimes and again old Maria my old self who would usually get stuck in all or nothing thinking would be like, oh, well, what's the point? This is a stressful week, so we might as well just let everything go to heck. You know, might as well not use any of our tools. Like, let's just reach for all the bad ones, food, alcohol. Um, let's just binge and scroll. And I'm not saying like, you know, I'm not saying I didn't scroll my phone sometimes or do whatever. But again, I, I don't allow myself to get stuck in that all or nothing. I didn't completely let all my tools go to waste, even though I couldn't use many of them. Because I knew, I knew that any amount that I could calm and ground my nervous system, even if it was just getting my stress down to a four or a five, 
was still better than allowing myself to be at a 10 out of 10, right? So remember, any little bit counts, whatever the season you're in, even if you can't um, fully, I don't know, just bring your stress level down because you're going through a really difficult time. I get it. And still leaning for some tool, doing something about it still matters. Okay. So that was, that is some of the ways that I got through these couple weeks. And the thing is, the beauty of it is, is that, you know, looking back, I did think it all happened for a reason. I do think I just, it was kind of this reminder that I need to slow down. And also from this perspective coming out the other side, I think it's also just brought our family together. Even though it was really hard some days, I think the way that um, we all shifted to pitch in and work together as a team and work on our communication skills for how can we communicate to each other um, to get all of our needs met, especially when things are out of the ordinary, it was all like meant to happen, right? Um, And it was still tough. So I just wanted to take this episode to share how I got through some curveballs recently. I want to send you some of these tips for when you're going through some chaos or if you're someone who you just feel like life is chaos and you're struggling with seeing the beauty. You're struggling with awakening to the little moments. You're struggling with wondering your why and you've lost your passion. Um, You're struggling with finding joy. You know, if that's you, then head to mariaservice.com. Let me see if I can help. I do do these weekly mindfulness reminders for people who maybe are just trying to incorporate mindfulness, but you're someone who needs a little nudge and I can be that nudge. Um, Or feel free to just comment in the comments below what you thought about this episode, what you'd like to hear more. I love hearing from you. And again, I can't wait to share more in the self-series starting next week. If you feel like life has been a little bit chaotic, I want you to head to www.mariamariservice.com slash store. If you head to the store, you will see that there are a couple of stickers, some of my favorites, and the new sticker is here. Um, It is Soul on Fire. Go check those out though. These stickers can be a great visual reminder, especially when you're in the midst of chaos, to either pause and reset, take a breath, or just remind you to live your life in your passions, where your heart and your soul feel on fire. Go check them out at mariaservice.com slash store. Well, thank you for joining me on today's episode. I super appreciate you being here. I love connecting and spending time with you. FYI, this podcast comes out with new episodes every Friday. And who knows, every now and then I might throw in a bonus. 
If you have a moment, take a minute to leave me a review. Let me know what you loved about the episode. Give me some suggestions on what more you'd like to hear and hit the subscribe button. Have an awesome day.